these things are there? One, two... Seventeen and counting. Long live the king. You know who it is! You know who it is! Good thing he's on our side. You know who it is! Godzilla, rated PG-13. See the full trailer on YouTube now. Welcome to the podcast. On this special Insta Take, I've just literally, literally two seconds ago, walked out of Godzilla King of the Monsters, and I'm going to let you know what I thought. Well, yeah. Hmm. Anyway, so uh, Godzilla King of the Monsters is a sequel to the 2014 Gareth Edwards-directed Godzilla, uh, which starred Aaron Taylor-Johnson, Elizabeth Olsen and Brian Cranston, as well as Ken Watanabe and a few others. Uh, Relatively um, mixed reviews on that one. uh, Ended up with a 62% on Metacritic, uh, and I gave it a 7 out of 10. So what did I think of this sequel? Um, Well, it kind of happened. Um, I, uh, so, so look, um, <laughs> ultimately the story, right? So, uh, I'll read you from the IMDb. Uh, the crypto zoological agency Monarch faces off against a battery of god-sized monsters, including the mighty Godzilla, who collides with Mothra, Rodan, and his ultimate nemesis, the three-headed king, Anyway, so that's kind of the story. I have no idea what the story is. Um, I've literally just watched this film and I have absolutely no fucking clue what's going on. Literally for half the film, it just veers from one monster set piece to the next. And if that sounds fun, because let's be honest, one of the major criticisms against Gareth Edwards' Godzilla film is that there wasn't enough Godzilla action and what was there was generally stuck into the background. Well, those of you that wanted more monsters beating up other monsters, this is the film for you. Uh, with the slight issue that most of it is done against muddy darkness or some form of uh, clouds or water or what I'm basically, excuse me, what I'm basically saying is you can't really see a fucking thing during this film. Um, it really is quite bad. Uh, it's just weird. You've got these amazing... Now, look, I understand why they do it. I understand that this is done predominantly for budgetary reasons, right? I understand that, that to do this all in daylight and let people see what's going on would cost a lot more money, and no doubt this film had a budget of a gazillion dollars. Um, but, you know what? I, I would quite like to see some of it. Um, and of that gazillion dollars, well, actually, technically 200 million, according to the IMDb, um, it would be nice if they spent some of it on the script, because, quite frankly, this film made utterly no fucking sense, right? Literally no sense. Kind of... In terms of bad parenting, right? Vima Fa- uh, Vera Farmiga, at the beginning, this gives nothing away, but at the beginning, literally takes her daughter, played by Millie Bobby Brown, who is much better than the the slack-jawed, gulping eyes um, that she manages to deliver in this film. She takes her to her work. Her work happens to be dealing with monsters, big monsters. 
Um, and then something happens. And again, you've got to question the parenting skills on display here. Later on in the film, it pulls an Armageddon. And not only does it does it manage to send a bunch of scientists that have nothing to do with anything in a nuclear submarine on a mission. But it, it kind of then sends those same people into effectively a war zone to rescue someone. And you can't help but think this guy who, you know, uh, Mark Russell uh, is the character who is the uh, husband of Vera Farmiga's character, the, the father of Millie Bobby Brown's character. You can't help um, see that Mark Russell, played by Carl Chandler, you know, is possibly not the best place to go into a war zone to affect a rescue. Um, but they throw him in there anyway um, and throw a couple of other random people in there as well. Uh, support cast Ken Watanabe is back once again uh, and he is Ken Watanabe. Um, and Charles Dance um, <laughs> is in it. There's um, <laughs> really random casting in this, and people are just pop up for like for like seconds. And good actors like CCH Pounder uh, from The Shield and Joe Morton from Terminator it literally pop up, and then then they're gone. Um, it's just it, it's a barrage on the senses, and I have to admit, for an hour and uh, yeah, hundred and thirty-one minute film. Um, it really started to drag by the second half. And naturally, it ends with a big monster smackdown between the uh, three-headed... Um, and Godzilla and other... Th- and blah, blah. You've seen it all before. Literally, there is nothing in this film you haven't seen a million times before. And that ultimately is the problem. It's not clever. It's not funny. And it's not that entertaining. Um, you know, there, there is a reason why most of the Godzilla films and, and said type films haven't worked that particularly well on film outside of their man in the suit kind of Japanese monster movie. And that's because ultimately, if you take the camp away, what you're left with is a really stupid concept of a big monster fighting another big monster until one of the big monsters beats the other big monster which you know is going to happen, because it's Godzilla's film, right? It says in the fucking title, Godzilla's King of the Monsters. I mean, if you want a spoiler alert, it's in the bloody title. Uh, So the film is directed by Michael Doherty, uh, who has made some, well, yeah... I wouldn't necessarily say that the the filmmaker behind um, Krampus would be a particularly good choice for uh, this, you know. Um, but, yeah, he also wrote X-Men Apocalypse. Again, not the best choice of uh, a person. But, you know, Krampus was well-directed. It was okay. Uh, before that, in twin- 2007, he made Trick or Treat. And that's kind of it. Literally, the guy's made, like, two films, two proper films. Um and one of them was Krampus, which was a fun movie, but, you know, hmm. Um, he wrote X-Men 2, which is a, a, yeah, a good thing. Um, he wrote Superman Returns, which is a bad thing. Uh, and he wrote Krampus, uh, which is a good thing. And then he wrote X-Men Apocalypse, which was a bad thing. Um, so I, I just don't get it, right? I just don't get it. He's not a natural, Gareth Edwards, big upcoming director, you know, this guy, not so much, and it, it, it shows, because it really isn't that well directed, um, you can't tell what's going on half the time, you've got no idea who's who, or who's doing what, or why they're doing it, and, and the, the, quite frankly, creepy thing 
kind of hints between Mothra and Godzilla is... Yeah. So, ultimately, um, Godzilla, uh, King of the Monsters, happened. Um, my instant thoughts, it gets a 5 out of 10. You know, it's not the worst film I've seen this year. Um, but it is also no mean the best. So, uh, Godzilla King of the Monsters is in cinemas right now, as we speak, in this second. And if you have seen John Wick, and if you have seen Aladdin, and if you have seen Secret Life of Pets 2, and if you have seen anything else that's showing, it might be worth giving it a shot. Um, but obviously next week we have X-Men Dark Phoenix up for consideration. So hopefully that will do a better job than this. Uh, so look, if you want to find out more about us, check out www.phil... Uh, philsquickreview.co.uk uh, you can check myself out on Twitter which is at philquickreview no S on that one you can check Ross out on all the socials just search for at Ross Boyask and he will be back he's been a busy guy with Can and everything else um, and uh, you can also look at us, look at Ross and Phil Talk Movies on Instagram this has been my Insta take on Godzilla King of the Monsters and uh, no doubt I will be back we will be back the podcast will be back shortly Thanks for listening. Bye-bye.